Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to our program, The Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International, that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we have a wonderful program and wonderful guests that you've uh, heard probably in the past on our on our program, Catherine Wood. I'll introduce her more fully in just a minute. But uh, Catherine is a actually dear friend and colleague of mine, and uh, in fact, uh, at one point worked even for Heartbeat International way, way back. Way back. <laughs> <laughs> but she has a heart for life and, um, and has been devoting herself really for years and years uh, to bringing that message of hope into our schools by teaching uh, God's plan for our sexuality, as much as we possibly can teach that in our public schools. It's amazing what she's been able to do. Uh, she's the founder and president of Relationships Under Construction, often abbreviated as RUC, which is a wonderful program on uh, sexual integrity. And it also includes um, elements to help students with other risky behaviors, such as drugs, alcohol, um violent, potentially violent relationships. Uh, She can tell you a little bit more about that as we go along. Relationships Under Construction uh, is is one of the programs in the state of Ohio that teaches these truths in our public schools. And Catherine is also the lead coordinator of a state initiative called the Ohio Adolescent Health Centers. All right. So it's O. A-H-C. All right. This is a collaborative of other programs similar to relationships under construction around the state that are in our public schools and in some of our private schools as well, teaching the truth of healthy sexual relationships and how key they are to um, successful lives. All right. Not not to mention our eternal salvation. <laughs> so uh, Catherine um, has been doing this for years and years and uh, relationships under construction since 2002. Her own program has already taught nearly half a million students in the state of Ohio. That is really hard to believe. Isn't that amazing? Congratulations, <laughs> Catherine. And with the collaborative that she helped found, uh, they teach another 341,000. They've taught 341,000 uh, since 2016. So adding to what has been accomplished just through relationships under construction, Catherine is leading uh, this coalition in actually making a gigantic impact on the students around the state of Ohio. We even have a map here. I, I wish I could show you. But you can find it, of course, uh, on the websites. And we'll mention those right now. And then also at the end of our program, relationshipsunderconstruction.org. I'm sorry, .com, relationshipsunderconstruction.com. And then the uh, other website is oahcyouth.org. Dot org. Dot org. Okay. <laughs> we just try to be confusing. <laughs> and I'm confused, unfortunately. All right. Uh, with that little introduction, because there's so much more I could say about Catherine, uh, welcome to our program, Catherine. Uh, thank you so much, Peggy. And you know what? 
I wouldn't be here without you Aww, hiring me in sweet. the very first place at 999 South High Street <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio. For the Pregnancy Center. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yes, ac- actually, it's wonderful that abstinence programs used to be called abstinence right. programs. Now we call them sexual health programs or sexual risk right. avoidance programs. Uh, we've, we've gotten a little more politically correct in the, we try. <laughs> in the terminology, <laughs> but they did start. Many of them started in pregnancy centers and right. that's how relationships under construction and your calling mm-hmm. actually started within yes. the pregnancy center yes. movement. Yes. So it's, I, I'm just finishing a book now, Catherine, on the 50 years of pregnancy help in the United States, well, in the United States and around the world, but it pretty much started flourishing in the United States 50 right. years ago. That's when Heartbeat International was founded. And one of the chapters is about how the abstinence education movement, yeah. as well as the post-abortion healing movement came out of pregnancy centers. Yes. So God has really uh, done marvelous work (laughs) for years and years and years, right? (laughs) Since the beginning. Ask him to be a part of it and great things happen. (laughs) Absolutely. So, well, what I I want this program to really focus on the good news, even though, you know, we're faced with so many examples of bad news, Mm -hmm. of, of family deterioration in our country, of failures in our public schools, of um, just so many kids falling through the cracks, teenage pregnancy and uh, abortion. It's it sometimes can just be overwhelming, but there is so much good news. In fact, some of those things are turning around because of the kinds of programs like Relationship Under Construction that have been going on in our public schools, like yes. like yours <laughs> since 2002. So we're going to talk about the good news today. And one of the things that I'd like for you to start with is that you're a part of a, a collaboration actually actually the kind of reinvigorating of the movement that started years and years ago in pregnancy centers of of changing back <laughs> our sexual mores let's get back to uh sexual integrity to uh sexual activity as as being reserved for marriage between one man and one woman. Let's get back to common sense and human nature and God's plan. So we've been trying this for years, and there's actually now a group of people nationally that are calling themselves a new sexual revolution. Tell us about that, uh, that you're a part of, and also what they are doing now with what we call standards. Right. That's so exciting, Peggy, because you are actually part of this group, too. Yeah. And... uh, this group started meeting uh, several, a couple of years ago, and they, you know, the SICUS um, put out their own standards for comprehensive sex education. SICUS is the ally of Planned Parenthood. Yes. That's been yes. controlling sex education in our schools exactly. for decades. Decades. Mm-hmm. And comprehensive sex education, they have their own set of standards. And, you know, that would not align with what we do at all. And by standards, what do we mean? Like educational standards that would be um, this particular set of standards are for K through 12 optimal sexual development. Now, that doesn't mean we're talking about sex at all. In K through five, you know. Now, this is the standards um, that have just been developed yes, by yes. the new sexual and it's revolution. So exciting because okay. not only are they excellent, excellent standards covering all kinds of topics, and uh, you know that um, our kids need that positive character uh, development uh, and commitment and goal setting like relationships under construction sounds like your program right it does (laughs) refusal and cessation skills uh family friendships marriage it covers the entire gamut and uh 
and not only that, it has 258 citations. Mm. So the research is a plethora of research. Of what is healthy for kids yes. to know. Yes. Right. So, and what, one of the things that we know in our movement is that whenever we need research, mm-hmm. God provides it. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> He's and working so, through some wonderful yes. researchers. What and I want to, what I want to clarify, Catherine, is that right now, for instance, I know Ohio schools require, or Ohio law requires mm-hmm. all schools to provide uh, education on sexually transmitted diseases, right? right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so schools look for uh, programs to help them actually meet those, those requirements. Mm-hmm. But there are some states that actually require sexual sexuality education, sex education. And so schools look for standards. What programs do are out there that meet the standards that our school district or our state Mm -hmm. is requiring? And right now, until just now, the only standards were CECAS. Well, and there are national education standards for health education. But in Ohio, we have had no state standards uh, for health education because we can't agree on it. <laughs> well, you know? that's good. There's still a battle. <laughs> There's a battle going on and we will not give up. And but so, schools and educators yes. look for standards yes. and school boards mm-hmm. look for standards and states look for standards. Yes. And up to this point, the only standards that have been available are CECAS. That's exactly. And CECAS so and the national health standards, which both really somewhat mirror each other. And so we really and they're needed. pretty much Planned Parenthood. Yes, yeah, yes, very much and influenced by Planned Parenthood. Definitely influenced by Planned Parenthood. Now, our state is also working on a new bill for um, uh, sexual health education, and that's one of the things that we're hoping is that we can get these standards, get the new standards, yeah, to this bill. Wow, that would so be I'm wonderful. So excited about that. So, and I'm sure this is going on in states and school districts all yes. over the country. Yes, there are people like us who are are really um, actually encouraging our state legislators, mm-hmm. our governors, our school boards. We want something different. Yes. You know, this is not working. Things yes. are getting worse. <laughs> well, we've, we've been on a steady downhill. And yeah. if you look at it, new information came out at, for the CDC on STD reports. We're now at 26 million new infections a year. We have watched this since I started in this movement go from 12.3 million new infections a year to now 26 million. So we're going in the wrong direction. So we are going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Now teen pregnancy is coming down. And so are abortions. And so are abortions. Mm -hmm. And that is a a great milestone, a a victory, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you look at the um, health indicators, especially with sexually transmitted diseases, we are going in the wrong direction. And so we, we know that every school needs to be teaching these health standards that we are talking about that are new new from the on optimal uh, sexual development. And, you know, one of the things that's really exciting about there is they talk about human flourishing. There's a whole these new standards. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a whole new uh, body of research from Harvard University on human flourishing. And one of the things that so excites me is that this research shows that spiritual development is 
important to our entire development. Now, isn't that a, a novel idea? <laughs> <laughs> that we are spiritual beings. <laughs> right, right. So a whole new body of research and these standards incorporate that research. Hmm. And so we are so excited about that because, you know, uh, one of one of our prayers for relationships under construction is that someday we will be able to talk about God in the public schools. Wow. Yeah. And because without that, you know, there is such a hole in our young people's hearts. Uh, they they need it so badly mm-hmm. and their families are a mess. Now, there are some very good families in the public schools. Don't get me wrong. Right. They are there fighting with everything that they've got. There are good teachers, but it is so overwhelmingly desperate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there are, we, we can never lose hope for those kids that right. don't have the family support right. that we know they need. They don't have the role models mm-hmm. that we know they need in their lives, but there always is hope yes. <laughs> for yes. each of those kids. And that's yes. why I admire so much what you're doing, yeah. uh, Catherine. Well, let me reintroduce uh, our guest today. Our guest today for the Family Sanctuary is Catherine Wood, who is the founder of and president of Relationships Under Construction, which is just a wonderful uh, curriculum on sexual integrity that is taught in our public schools all over the state of Ohio, and I believe in at least 30 other states, Catherine. Your curriculum is taught. Uh, She also is the leader of the Ohio Adolescent Health um, Association, which is also abbreviated OAHC. And this is a collaboration that includes other curricula, uh, mm-hmm. developers of other mm-hmm. curricula, who um, receive state funding, actually. Uh, and I hear there's good news just recently. Yes. Uh, the state of Ohio, uh, we're, we're speaking now in 2021. Mm-hmm. So um, they have just allotted uh, in the budget a million dollars a year. Catherine says they need ten million right. <laughs> to really reach but every know, school, but a million dollars a year is is really a blessing. Amazing, and so uh, they are funded uh, by the state, and they are teaching. Uh, well, I th- believe you said a hundred thousand students a year. Yes, with our collaborative, with the collaborative, uh, in a uh, non-COVID year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Right. So uh, anyway, Catherine is just an authority on what's happening in our public schools and in our state in terms of sexual integrity, particularly uh, in the public schools. And she is now connected to a group um, operating out of Dallas, Texas, called the New Sexual Revolution. And they have just developed and are promulgating an excellent set of standards for the public schools for teaching anything related to sexuality. Um, And we desperately need a well-informed set of standards because the only one up to this point really has been from Mm -hmm. SICUS, which Mm -hmm. is the partner of Planned Parenthood, Mm -hmm. which explains the horrible sex education that's going on in schools around the the country. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of hope uh, and and a, a lot of positive news. So Catherine has been talking about these standards here. Um, and you mentioned, Catherine, that they're informed by a, a brand new study from Harvard University mm-hmm. um, on human flourishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So excited about that. Yeah. Which, which really <laughs> emphasizes the importance of spirituality mm-hmm. and human flourishing. Right. So that's good news. Uh, another thing that I know your curriculum and many of these um, curricula actually incorporate now and is part of the optimal sexual development standards 
that have mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. been promulgated. Let's talk about the success sequence. I love the success sequence. Yes, I do too. <laughs> and it's even easy to remember yes. success sequence. Yes, we actually <laughs> call it the life success sequence. Okay. It's actually uh, research from the Brookings Institute, who is not necessarily on our side, but they were trying to figure out how um, to help young people avoid poverty. Okay. And so what does it take for people to end up in the middle class in their 30s? Mm-hmm. And what they found is that they needed to go through certain steps. Now, you will just be amazed at these steps, okay? <laughs> the first one is get their education at least a high school diploma. Okay. Okay. More is great, but at least a high school graduation. Uh, then gain full-time work, okay, as a young person. Uh, and uh, it could be starting a career, could be just gaining full-time work and working 40 hours a week, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the third step is to get married and have children as a fourth step, but wait to do that until you are at least 21. Okay. Okay. So I, you know, my husband and I got married when I was 20 and he was 21. And I think that is such wisdom. How do people ever get to be married for 50 years if they don't start at a decent age, you know, <laughs> and and if you look at, and I want you to just think, your audience to just think, who do you know in their 20s that is not flourishing? They're in the basement playing video games and they don't know how to move forward. They can't take that step. And so it's so, so important that young people have the goal of getting that full-time employment and getting married, having a family. And not everybody is going to get married. We know that some people are called not to be married. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, that um, having that goal is what gets young people on the path to success. Hmm, that's so interesting. The life success. And I will tell you that Brookings Institute study, it looked at millennials and what they found is over half of millennial parent, parents had a baby before marriage and are still unwed. Okay. Mm, half. half of them. Wow. But of the 45% or no, of the 55% that put childbearing before marriage, um, they, uh, were, they have not met the, the, uh, economic success. goals. Mm-hmm. Yes. They mm-hmm. are not, they are not, um, uh, they are not, achieving that uh, getting out of poverty okay mm-hmm. but th- of the ones that did get married before they had children before they mm-hmm. had children 97 percent of them are not poor wow isn't that amazing amazing mm-hmm. study mm-hmm. and it just shows you that you know that that little uh, rhyme that we had to jump rope by first comes love then comes marriage then comes somebody pushing the baby carriage <laughs> it was right <laughs> and again, now I know, Catherine, you and I have worked and and, and still do mm-hmm. with a lot of single moms. Oh, yes. And and they can flourish as well, but it's yes. just a lot more difficult. Much a more, lot difficult. more difficult. It takes so much work. Right. And that's why our pregnancy centers are so mm-hmm. important and really getting help for those young people mm-hmm. that they can they can do this. They can you know? do this. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to be defeatist, but no. we're saying for kids planning their futures, what do you want to aim for? 
What do we know as a success sequence? And by the way, I know this is highly uh, accepted in all kinds of circles. The success sequence is not just something that we're teaching. They don't like it. In the schools. (laughs) We have grabbed onto it. (laughs) But I will tell you, you know, the students in the schools, when we teach this, Mm -hmm. it likes like the light bulb goes on because what they are longing for there's there's half of the kids sitting in the classroom right now are from broken families mm-hmm. they are longing for a complete family mm-hmm. you know you know, you just look at them if if dad's missing they want a dad if mom's missing they want a mom it it it's it's our human heart sure and so when we can help them understand mm-hmm. that there is um there is a chance that they can do it better. Sure. They can set a goal and it is achievable. Right, 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 right. The formula that we used to jump rope to now is a new, a new idea to some kids. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some stories, Catherine, because I know our uh, listeners like to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you've just gone through a, a, a four year evaluation of right. your program and um, just have phenomenal right now. This is a highly scientific evaluation, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. evidence based uh, research. It's not something that um, a friend of yours did. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a highly uh, regarded research and they have shown the effectiveness of your program mm-hmm. uh, in terms of of children not only committing to delaying mm-hmm. their sexual experience, uh, but actually achieving that, actually looking at, at children mm-hmm. over over four years that have had your program, mm-hmm. and they are uh, achieving that kind of success. So what are some of the kinds of things they say? Well, here's and of course, a, you probably not only see them yes. on, on an evaluation form, you hear them in person. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. But here's a great um, one from a 10th grade female. And this was, uh, she was uh, they were, we were talking about, I made it a goal to save sex for marriage. And she said, I will make smarter choices and always think of the potential consequences. Mm. And then another 10th grade female says, now that I know what could happen if you have sex as a teen, I'm choosing to delay. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, if they just have the truth just a little bit, yeah. you know, it helps them just see the light and they really and set those goals. can make mm-hmm. a difference. Sure. In their lives. Sure. Yeah. What about, and now, do you still teach in the classroom yourself? I don't, but I train teachers. (laughs) And you hear their stories. (laughs) I do. How does this affect the teachers seeing the light bulb go off Mm -hmm. with the the students? You know, I bet it would be so powerful for them. It is. And some of them say, if I didn't, I just, they love their job so much. And uh, they just know that this is what they were meant to do. Sure. But one of my teachers uh, recently said uh, she asked for kids to define love. And this was in an urban area. And they said, well, we don't know what love is. Mm. They could not define it. Mm. And I am just going, you know, we it we we know that we only teach the basics, you know, because that's all they can handle is the basics. Yeah. But, and that's what they need. And that's what we that's mm. what they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just like. You have to go so far in those basics. And that's why this human flourishing, so deep. deep. And that's why the human flourishing information is so helpful because I feel with this information, we can now say, you know, that spirituality is very important to your development. We've always known that Mm -hmm. the whole person means that 
we really need to develop our whole person and stay balanced in all areas. Mm -hmm. And we teach this many different ways in our curriculum. Sure. But it's, you know, the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, the social, and we call it the moral. Mm -hmm. Well, the moral is really spiritual. But what you're saying, I know, Catherine, is that that, uh, the secular schools, Mm -hmm. the principals, the school boards, some of them would love for you to say those things, but they're afraid they can't do that. Right. Now you're saying, here's Harvard University with a study, human flourishing, (laughs) that really is emphasizing the importance of spiritual development. Mm -hmm. Right. So this this is something that we have a lot of credibility to encourage schools to include. Right. And it's part of the new standards from the new sexual revolution. Exactly. Yeah. That's very encouraging. So it's just coming together and then to look at what's coming together in our state, you know, adding the, the standards to the new bill that is out. I, I feel like we finally, after, you know, 25, 35 years, we finally have really gotten to the place where, you know, we have completed the circle. Mm-hmm. You know, we can actually say marriage is what works and here's why. Wow. You know, that is quite an achievement. I know. Well, it wasn't us. I mean, it was the Lord helping us. (laughs) But how could we ever have imagined, you know, back when you started this in 2002? Well, we knew because of the original sexual revolution that marriage was out the window. It was, you know, free love. uh, Well, we actually started, Peggy, in 87. So we've been working at this a long time, Catherine. Well, our time is almost up, but I would love for you to kind of, you mentioned the four pillars. Yes. uh, That would you, would you explain that a little bit? The four pillars of human flourishing include family, work, education, and religious community. Wow. And they connect. And this is the Harvard study. Yes. This Mm -hmm. is a Harvard study and they connect it to happiness and life satisfaction, physical and mental health meaning and purpose, character and virtue, and close social relationships. So all of those are interwoven in the study. So it gives us so much to be able to share. Now we've got the secular authority to speak the truth. I know. (laughs) And we have the defense. We can defend ourselves as speaking that truth. Yeah. And and that study, as you mentioned, is core to the new standards. Standards, Right. Um, So so we have a lot to be thankful for. I I love what Mm -hmm. you said. We're we're closing the circle. We're getting back to some of the truths Mm -hmm. that were underlying uh, what was taught in public schools right. and what most Americans believed 50 years ago. Right. And we're coming back. And it's a you know 50-year cycle. There yeah. you go. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Catherine, for all that good news. It's been great having you on today. And uh, you are listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Uh, the program is The Family Sanctuary. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn. And the archives of our program are at stgabrielradio.com under The Family Sanctuary. And we're also streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. Our program is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then-